On this week's episode of Sister's Dish, Whitney recaps her food-filled Louisiana vacay where she attended her stepdaughter's wedding and ate her way through New Orleans. We also have the honor of sitting down with Brent Harmon, restaurateur and owner of the iconic Sonny Brian's Barbecue in Dallas, Texas. While he won't spill all the baked beans about their world-famous secret sauce, he does give us insight on what makes Sonny's some of the best barbecue in the country. Just a heads up, you're going to want to chop brisket Sammy and cold Shinerbach after listening to this one. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Hi from New Orleans. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> I feel like you've been gone for a long time. I know. I was just thinking that we haven't really been catching up because I've been on the move. Let's be honest. We've been in constant communication since you've been there. It's just my communication hasn't always been so clear. Right. My ADHD is in full effect these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came to Baton Rouge because our daughters, Lance's stepdaughter, Lauren, got married over the weekend. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Lauren and her now wife, I can say, also named Lauren. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. They're both EMTs, right? Yes. Our Lauren, as we call Lolo, she is a paramedic. And LC, her wife, is an EMT. They volunteer at this firehouse. And that's actually where they got married. That's so cute. They volunteer there. I thought mm -hmm. they worked there. That's so nice. There's a bunch of people who volunteer at this firehouse. It's really small in Gonzales, Louisiana. So they they got married there. We get there on Friday and the trucks are still in the bay. Like they cleared them out and we're like, um, okay, this is where the wedding's going to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then we like all got to work like their best friends that flew in from Washington. He's like in the little button down shirt and he's out there just pushing the brooms. Everybody was pitching in and cleaning up the firehouse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so sweet. Oh, it was amazing. That sounds so meaningful to me. You know, you see all these weddings where there's these bridezillas and everybody's yeah. catering to them and doing, and it's like they, they're getting married, A, where they volunteer at a mm -hmm. firehouse, which is so cool. And then mm -hmm. their friends all chip in. It just seems like so much love went into getting this wedding off the ground. It's so cute. It was all hands on deck. You know, we all mm -hmm. just chipped in and did it. And they really transformed this place into a special event. And on top of that, LC, she is, She's from New Orleans. She grew mm -hmm. up here and her mom has the sweetest little accent, like very Creole accent. I could listen to her talk all day, but her family, they cooked the jambalaya for the wedding. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was really awesome. Mm, I love jambalaya. Well, we're going to get into that because I have some mixed feelings about it. Oh. Yeah. But it was wonderful. We were so happy to be a part of it and hang out with them and meet their friends and their family. We're just really excited for them to start their lives. Well, you're in New Orleans and apparently I'm in Long Island. 
I just texted Whitney that I would be jumping on the call in 10 minutes and I typoed, I will be in Long Island in 10 minutes <laughs> instead of logging on. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's not my first pick of a city, but you know, you do you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just rushing around too much. As we all are. We're in New Orleans and we came in and kicked it off by going to Bourbon Street and getting a hurricane at Pat O'Brien's as one should. Yeah. And we've just had some amazing food and cocktails and just experience in the city. We went to this really cool speakeasy bar called Bar Marilou and they had really interesting cocktails. I got a gin cocktail that had parsley oil in it. Ooh. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I'm super into gin these days. I've been sort of on the vodka train for so long and I got too drunk in high school one time on <laughs> gin and tonics or maybe college. I don't remember. And like gin and tonic, like that's like an old alcoholics drink and I'm right. drinking it in high school and I just didn't touch gin for years. And now I've been, there's all these cool gin cocktails all over the place and I'm into it. There are. And mom also has a similar story. She, if you bring up gin, she's like, I can't drink that. Mm -hmm. Grew up all night from that in high school. She's got a whole list of what she doesn't drink anymore. Mm -hmm. White wine she can't drink because when she was pregnant with you, yeah, the smell of it made her sick. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's all sorts of banned cocktails on the Margaret, on the Mama Ashley list. Yeah. But let's get back to the hurricane for a second. Okay. Isn't it just kind of gross? Like, it's just not even enjoyable, is it? It's fruit punch. What do they call that punch in college where you... Oh, trash can punch? Yeah. Or jungle juice? Yeah, it's like jungle juice. It is. It it literally is like Hawaiian punch. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of good for one, but then you're like, mm, I, I can't drink any more of that. Did it give you a kick? No, it was weak as shit. Oh, see, that's... I mean, if you're going to have a hurricane, you at least want to get a buzz. Right. With the amount of alcohol that they say is in it. I bet they lie. I think they do. It's a tourist trap. <laughs> totally is. I told Lance when we were leaving that I had a memory that I used to have a pair of Pat O'Brien panties. <laughs> Wait, what? You did? Oh, I remember those. Oh, my God. I have no idea how I got them, where I got them, because I'd never been to New Orleans. Oh my God. I just remembered a really funny Pat O'Brien story too. Ooh. Not, not involving me. I have been there before, but my husband, Jason was visiting and he went into the bathroom and he looks over next to him and there's this enormous dude, enormous, like mm -hmm. so tall. Mm -hmm. And he looked over and he's like, dude, do you play basketball? And the guy goes, nah. Oh, and God. it was Shaquille O'Neal when he was playing for, did he play for LSU or two? I guess LSU. Oh my God. Isn't that funny? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yesterday we decided to have a progressive lunch. Well, I, I made us out of a progressive lunch and Elsie and Lolo came to meet us in New Orleans. They were like, okay, where are we going? I'm like, well, we're going to multiple places because I need to get my fix of all the Cajun food. Mm-hmm. There was a few highlights. We had some really good fried green tomatoes. Mm. God, I love fried green tomatoes. So good. So good. We had some great shrimp and grits. Mm, I love shrimp and grits. Yes. And then we also went to this place called Napoleon's and had like the best muffaletta I've ever had in my life. Mm. Mm. Better than Schlotsky? <laughs> <laughs> Not Schlotsky. Jason's Deli. 
Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It was great. But this is where the jambalaya comes in. So I thought I loved jambalaya, but I guess I really like gumbo better because oh. jambalaya is very, at least here, it's very rice heavy. It's not as like mm. soupy as I thought it was. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely good. We had some good jambalaya. I just, I was looking for more of that soupy part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a po' boy? We have not had a po' boy yet. We're going to have that today. We got to have a shrimp po' boy. I like a catfish po' boy. Oh, you yeah. do, girl. You go mm-hmm. with that catfish mm-hmm. po' boy. Yeah. I'm going to. While you're there. Yeah. That sounds really good. And you had beignets. Oh, yeah. We had beignets, obviously. Delicious. Mm. One mm. with strawberry jam in it. Mm. It was really good. So you're not starving while you're there. No. no. And how's the heartburn? Mm, not bad. I've been preventative. So I've been taking mm. it in the morning, taking that Prilo in the morning. Okay. All right. Smart. Yeah. That's it. I think that the highlight of the trip so far has been this restaurant called Pesh. Mm-hmm. It's a seafood restaurant. They had this kale salad. That you're like, eh, kale, whatever. That doesn't sound very exciting. But it had like this crispy peanut dressing. Mm. They say it's like served with crisps. So we asked them what it was. And they said they basically make like a granola out of garlic and chili paste. Okay, we got to try that. I mean. I'm writing that down. That sounds unreal. It was mind-blowing. And then the other highlight was a snapper ceviche that had a sweet potato mousse on it hmm. and in a coconut like milk. Gosh, that really sounds interesting. It, it was awesome. But I want to get some of that chili garlic granola for sure. There was um, a little unexpected entertainment at the dinner. Hmm. I look over and I'm like, oh, my God, that woman is hammered. Oh, and Lance is like, oh, where? And so he looks over and it's like a group of 10 people, mm-hmm. probably in their mid to late 50s. OK. And she's just like gone. Mm-hmm. She gets up to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, Ooh. and she comes back and like walks past their table. She's like stumbling. Yeah. And like her husband's like over here, honey. And <laughs> she goes back and sits down. And then four minutes later, gets back up with him to go to the bathroom. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So they're gone for a long time. Come back, sit down. Two seconds later, she starts vomiting in her napkin. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She did it very discreetly, though, I have to say. Oh. And so then she comes back. And like starts drinking wine again, like boot and rally. Well, now that is a rallier. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's so impressive, really. I, know. I mean, I guess or alcoholic. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she's probably done this before. <laughs> and by the way, I've totally done that before, too. I mean, not in a really long time, but um, it has happened. It was hilarious because it's definitely like a work dinner mm-hmm. with wives and husbands. Oh, my and God. The, the other wives are just, you know, getting back talking to her. And then I see and I kind of hear her talk about how she has something where 
sometimes things go down the wrong pipe and she's trying mm-hmm. to blame her like alcoholism. Oh, her esophagus reflex. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Would you call it boot and rally? I yeah, like boot that. And rally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to see that in New Orleans, I guess. <laughs> I didn't expect it to see it from, you know, an adult woman. Well, well, you were dining with vomiters and having a, and going on food tours of New Orleans. I was cooking my ass off this weekend at home. Oh, yeah. I was just getting after it, you know. Were you cooking for anyone in particular or just? No, really myself, actually. Yeah. So I had a bunch of vegetables and stuff in the refrigerator that I needed to use up. So mm-hmm. I made a whole Asian thing on Sunday night with like these really cool sticky meatballs that were awesome. Mm. Beef, chicken, turkey? Beef. Mm-hmm. And I made curry and I made bok choy and rice and all this stuff. But anyway, I think I was pretty much the only one that ate anything because, well, the, everybody loved the the sticky meatballs, but the curry was way too hot. I mean, even Jason oh. couldn't eat it. So I used up my peppers. <laughs> but I, so I, I'm proud to say I did not make any crostini this weekend um, oh. for the first time in a while, but I am making them tomorrow. Okay. I volunteered to make something for the faculty and staff appreciation day at the kids' school. So I'm going to be making crostini and bringing them in for their lunch. I thought that would be a nice little... I like that. Which one are you going to make? I think I'm just going to do the burrata and tomato. Just keep it simple. It's really a crowd pleaser. You can't go wrong. And it's veggie friendly. Yeah. All right. I like it. Crazy Courtney Christine is back at it. Well, I wanted to make a mention of the Odom episode that we mm-hmm. aired last week. I just wanted to say publicly thank you to this really amazing trio of siblings that really opened up. I know we, when we started this podcast, we thought we were going to be all about funny and funny mm-hmm. family stories and, you know, just not serious stuff. And the way they opened up and shared their story of their father battling alcoholism and how it wasn't always fun, loving place around the dinner table. And I think so many people that listen to this podcast were able to identify with that. I think it resonated with them. I just love that it was a forum where we could be really real. Yeah, definitely. And I think in our first episode too, when we were introducing this podcast, we opened up about how our parents didn't have a great marriage. I don't know about you, but I always was like, okay, when are they going to get divorced? Mm-hmm. I knew they weren't happy. And I also grew up thinking, I don't ever want to have a marriage like theirs. Right. You know, they were like roommates. I right. I just think I, I wanted something different. And thankfully I have that now, but mm-hmm. I want to hear more of those stories. I want to hear more of those stories too. And I'm glad you reinforced that. Texas is known for great barbecue, and I think it's safe to say that our family go-to place is Sunny Brian's. Sure is. That's why it's so awesome to have the restaurateur owner, Brent Harmon, on with us today. I know. He's so cool. So interesting. And the whole history of Sunny's is interesting. Really is. I do have to say that this was the easiest episode I've ever edited because Brent is so well-spoken. 
Yeah, he really is. He really is. It was amazing. I want him to come media train all of our guests. <laughs> well, he also knows just he just knows his stuff. So it's easy for him to talk about because he's passionate. Right. And he knows the history and it's exciting to him. I mean, he really loves it. If you're into barbecue, if you're into smoking meats and that kind of thing, this is a great episode for you. So enjoy. You better get a snack, too, because it's going to make you hungry. Yeah. Onion rings. <laughs> All right. Let's do it then. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Court, we got a real smoke show on today's podcast. Mm-hmm. We sure do. He's known for uh, having some of the best smoked meat in town. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, when he is not smoking barbecue, you might find him riding his tractor in Lorena, Texas, mowing his grass or shoveling cow shit. But (laughs) we really want to welcome our good friend Brent Harmon, restaurateur and entrepreneur. He is the owner of really a Texas institution, um, the Sunny Brian's Barbecue Restaurants. And... This place, there's a long history of this establishment, which we'll get into with Brent in a little bit. But Brent, welcome and thank you for sitting down with us today. We're so excited. Court, we're so honored to be here. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. And we have the privilege of knowing Brent because one of our besties, our sister from another mister. I mean, my all time, like my person in your life. Your BFF. Mm-hmm. And also a badass boss woman who owns Warren Barone Bridal Salon here in Dallas, Ellie Warren. That's his wife. Yeah, that's yeah. his wife. Yeah. So that's how we, that's how we have the pleasure of knowing Brent here. We're huge fans of Sonny Bryan's oh and God. the Ashley House. Yes, huge. Since kids, like, I mean, our dad, we, you know, we all kind of grew up on Sonny's. It's an institution. It yes, is. It's a and Dallas thing, for sure. We want to get into that. So tell us a little bit about Sonny Bryan's, the history, how you got involved in it. Give us the scoop. It's such a cool story. It's a Dallas thing going back to 1910. Sonny's grandpa opened a place in Oak Cliff in 1910, and then Sonny's dad in the 30s. Wow. And then Oak Cliff voted to go dry in the 50s. Oh, wow. Meaning, uh, no explain alcohol. what that is yeah, for those so people dry. that aren't in Texas. <laughs> in Texas, like the alcohol law is related to voting precincts. So Oak Cliff, that, not the city, but that voting precinct, no, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And Sonny's like, well, you can't have a barbecue restaurant without beer. beer yeah. So he yeah. picked up and sold his gun collection, they say, and <laughs> opened his restaurant at Inwood and Harry Hines, which is just north of downtown, right next to Parkland Hospital. Yeah. And they said he, that uh, in the paper that he was sure to fail because he was too far north. If you know anything about Dallas, yeah, yeah. like it's not even. <laughs> it's always about what's too far north. So, yeah. Sonny, so when Sonny opened, he put 1910. That was kind of his family legacy. Mm. Even though he opened wow. in 1958. I mean, he just was a self-made man. He worked every day. So open to close, uh, except for Sundays and just to developed this worldwide reputation. He did it. I mean, I won't take any credit. Sold his gun collection. I mean, that's a real Texas tale right there. Yeah, <laughs> I bet totally. he replenished that gun collection too. Sonny was sick with cancer. I never got to meet him. I, I know his children. Well, I never got to meet Sonny, but he was sick with cancer and sold the restaurant on a sealed bid. Uh, and he died soon after. My dad was one of the bidders and he won it. Wow. Um, Dad's a serial entrepreneur, hotel guy. Yeah. So this was just kind of a thing. I was in high school at the time. It wasn't our thing. It was just a thing. And then over time, Sonny Bryan's grew and the hotel thing went away and it became 
uh, our family business. That was not, not like I grew up in this. It was not at all. It was kind of something I fell backwards into, right. quite honestly. And so I was sitting around the house and Doug's like, if you're going to live here, you need to go work at Sunny Brian's if you can't find a job. Right. So I was like, all right. Yeah. We had just opened a store in Grapevine. So I just started working there and well, here I am uh, almost 30 years later, still still doing it. That's so cool. But you guys really grew the business over the years. And- we did. We did. And it was like, thankfully, because we had this um, just incredible reputation that Sunny had mm-hmm, built. And mm-hmm. we, we mainly just maintain that. We still make the recipes from scratch every day. Wow. We hand bread onion rings. We make the sauce <laughs> from scratch. All these handwritten recipes are in the lockbox. That's um, so cool. Wow. We've stayed true mostly to what, what he, we've added a few things, but mostly we just do what Sunny did kind of keep it simple. Well, I have a specific question because I want to know, and let me just paint the picture for our audience here. So as you mentioned, the original location is on Inwood and Harry Hines. Harry Hines. See, I I just know where it is. I don't even know the street. (laughs) I know it's across from the hospital. Yeah, exactly. So um, when you walk in there, the original part of this location is you go up, you order from the counter, and then there's this tiny, tiny, tiny room where there's a bunch of school desks kind of built into the wall, like, like a bench, but there's school desks, like old school that you have to scooch your way into. And that's where you eat at the school desk. What is that? What's the story behind that? Okay. Uh, First of all, you got to come see it if you haven't. It's a treat. Yeah. I've met people all over the world. They're like, wait, you own the school desk place? Yeah. Uh, That's what you, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Sunny Bryant's. Everyone thinks that. The crazy thing is when Sunny opened, and we have a picture from the day he opened, there were no school desks. Really? That, that was the, it's really cool. So when you're at the school desk, you're actually looking at the windows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The glass is gone. So I don't actually don't know exactly when, no one knows. Oh actually. man, when we got to get to the bottom of this. By the this. way, the fan inside scoop. Okay. The family calls it the little room. That was what it was always called. The oh. li- so, the, so the Brian family referred to it as the little room. The story is that Sonny had gone to the horse races one weekend and his dad was like, you can't have a restaurant without seats. And so he just came and like punched a <laughs> hole in the wall and took the glass out and built that little room, wow. the little room wow. and put school desks in it, maybe because they were on sale. That's I funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't really actually well, know. No one's ever given me a straight answer on why school desks. Yeah. They just are. I thought maybe it was an old school house or something that they turned into a restaurant, but I was wrong. Daddy Ashley, I was talking to him about it today and he thought that maybe it was because it was such a small little area and that the only thing that could fit in there and maximize the amount of people would be to put some little school desks in there. And then you'd have to, you'd have a little place to eat. Well, and- the human race was smaller back then too. So we've grown maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you and I haven't. Well, that's true. <laughs> Most people, but Brent also Half out you, of five feet. Well, you have, you uh, also took on a big project with the old original building too. Didn't you build a big bar and event space back there as well? Yeah, well, it just, that became the dining room actually. But yes, we added on additional seating and kind of changed the flow. And we just expanded. We were open 24 seven. Now the only barbecue restaurant what? Uh, in Texas. Yes. 24 seven. So wow. do you get Amazing. a big drunk fest crowd at two in the morning? You should come for Halloween. It is a scene. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Like an Oak Lawn bar scene descends upon Sunny Brian's on. Oh my Inwood God. And it's, a, it's like, that'd a, be a really like good Mardi place Gras. to go interview people, yes. you know, like drunk in their costumes, eating yes. barbecue. Yeah. 
As we've been saying, Sunny Brian's is a Texas institution, and there's a lot of um, competition among barbecue in different states. So I, I guess my question for you is what makes Sunny Brian's like real Texas barbecue? Yeah. So in Texas, it's all beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you go to the Carolinas, it's pork. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, some places it's about a vinegar sauce. Some mm-hmm. people are like, it's fighting words. If you have a ketchup-based sauce. So that, right. that the, a lot of it has to do with sauces, but specifically for Texas, it's beef. I wish that it was pork because pork's super cheap, but like <laughs> 90% of our sales are beef and that will never change in Texas. It's great. I prefer yeah. beef. I don't even eat pork. So I'm all about the beef, baby. Yeah. I, I eat both. I, yeah. I mean, I love me some ribs. So well, we know that I can't eat pork because it brings me bad luck. Every that time is true. I have pork, something horrible happens. To Do not eat that while we're doing the podcast. I'm not. I won't. I will never eat it again. Okay. Good. After that last experience. Oh, good. Did you get diarrhea? <laughs> well, yes, but I got COVID. I mean, remember for like a year I had long COVID. It was what terrible. What did you eat? Pork with your husband. I had prosciutto or something. I love it so much, but God. I went down. I went down hard. Oh my God. Anyway, so it's all beef barbecue for me, people. All right. Well, okay. If someone wants to have the ultimate Sonny Bryant's experience, what would you tell them to order? Ah, uh, I would tell them to order a sliced beef sandwich with onion rings, mm. Shiner Bach, mm. maybe a couple of ribs on the side. That's the full compliment okay. right there. You mm. get that, you got 90% of it. Well, speaking of those onion rings, my dad wanted me to ask you. <laughs> yeah the secret. And I, I know now that y'all like hand bread them every day because you just said that. So what is it that makes them? And let me again, Sounds the audience, to me, it's the hand breading. Describe these onion rings. They are thick, but they're not that like battery, like tempura. They're, which is it Light. cornmeal or is it? Well, I can't tell you that. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> uh, so, so the, the, first of all, we buy a gigantic. It's a, called a colossal yellow onion, not not a oh. giant, but a colossal. Yeah, there's a difference. Can you so go a, to work tomorrow or whenever and take a picture of this colossal onion? Yeah, of course. And compare it to like a regular onion. Is it as big as my boob? It's bigger. <laughs> okay. Yes. And for the audience, a, Courtney has three hundred and fifty <laughs> cc's. <laughs> Not even close, but I wish. Next oh. time, when I get the upgrade, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the onion ring, which it's a, it's a, kind of a sweet, but a giant, the mm. colossal yellow onion, and we only cut it two times. So you end up with like an inch and a half thick. Yes. Um, and it's it's just flour and milk with some secret spices. Okay. Um, that's why it's it's breaded, but it's kind of crispy when it comes Is out it of it. Is it a double? Of fry? course, yes. Double it's fried? Du- no, it's double breaded. Oh, double breaded. So yes. that's double what you got to do. Not double fried, just okay. fried once. Yeah. Okay. But that double breading is what we do with our fried chicken. Yeah. And I think that's, it must be like a Southern thing because right. it's what makes it yeah. all so good. Oh, that's, well, they're just the best. They Thank really you. are. I love to dunk it in that delicious spicy barbecue sauce. Hey, mm. so true story. Sunny made the onion rings specifically for that. Really dipping them in that sauce? Yes. Yeah, he would tell people, oh, don't put ketchup on there. Yeah. I mean, I also put ranch on it, but I do well, that's okay. barbecue. But he, he didn't put a lot of spices in the batter because he wanted it to be something where you it really complements care. the barbecue sauce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I love that. How long do you smoke the meat? Oh, the brisket's all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, it inwards 24-7, so the pit's constantly yeah. going, so we're kind of cooking twice a day, but right. the brisket takes 12 hours. Wow. And what kind of wood do you use? Hickory. Of course. Do you have someone that mans this 24 hours a day or woman's it? 
Uh, well, the pit's automated. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it has a flue that opens and closes to get to the right temperature. Really? But we have to constantly, we're constantly putting, the, the pork takes six hours, the we chicken takes- We need to go there and yeah, like do go. a little tour. Yeah, all the meats are on a different time schedule. So right. it's, it's manned or womaned. Uh, <laughs> we do have great well, women that would pork the pit, by the way. But yes, it is, it is uh, monitored by people uh, all day long, different temperatures. Is it on an app? It's not on the app, no. <laughs> Will you no take app. us on a tour? Of course. Okay, that'd be awesome. I'm delighted. God, that'd be so fun. Dad's going to be so jealous. Well, let's wait till dad's here because that'd be really special for him. Well, okay. Okay, anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, speaking of our father, again, I was talking to him this morning. He's a big fan. Huge. It's like his favorite place. Anytime he comes to Dallas, that's like the first stop. So he has said, can you please ask Brent? There's a woman there who works the counter and she's been there for as long as I have been going there. He said over 40 years. Yeah. Do you, who is this woman? Her name's Pam. Pam. <laughs> Pam. Okay. And is she your longest working employee? Yes. Pam's incredible. It's, it's, you should, you should have her on the podcast. Oh, I mean, we, she we, we'd love stories. to. Oh she, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to. You'd have to have a smoking section. Um, well, we're her. okay with that. Some of us do. Mm-hmm. Some of us don't. Pam's all, she's been there 40 years. Um, her her dad, Charlie, who's deceased, but he was Sonny's right-hand man and took over when Sonny oh died. Gosh. That's so And cool. then Pam's mom also worked there. Crazy story. Pam's parents went through a divorce, but they never missed a day of work before and wow. after the divorce. They just kept rolling. She's that working is, the register. Wow. He's working the cutting block. I want to hear about those yeah, stories. We gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get Pam on the show. That's really cool. Rumor is Pam's mom started dating someone and yeah. Butch is really upset. <laughs> Um, well, for those of us who don't have a smokehouse in our backyard or a smoker, how can we best create the taste on our home grill, would you say, when smoking barbecue? Good question. I, so I'll tell you what Sonny believed, and mm-hmm. he wrote a lot about this, and there's articles that where he's interviewed, and he's just had a really simple philosophy, which he bought really high-quality meat, and he served it with a great sauce. So I think you can replicate that mm-hmm. and go to the grocery store and buy a really good cut of meat. Yeah. Uh, and Make your own sauce, ideally. If you're really mm-hmm. a foodie, make your own mm-hmm. sauce at home with mm-hmm. a cool recipe. Yeah. And buy a really nice cut of meat and yeah. you got most of it done. I mean, it really ingredient, really high quality ingredients are what make a meal, I think. So that's that's a good tip. And you mentioned the sauce. I mean, y'all have two different kinds of no, sauce? No, we just have one. Just, just the, one. Just the OG and we make it from scratch. We know you're not going to give us the recipe, but... Can you tell a couple highlights? Yes. Yeah. So here's a funny story. So Dean Fearing, famous chef, moved yeah, of course. to, moved to uh, Dallas in the seventies and eventually became the chef at the mansion on Turtle Creek. Yeah. Right. And Sonny and Dean were friends and, and uh, Dean was constantly pestering Sonny to, to give him the sauce recipe. And eventually Sonny relented and said, here's the recipe. Wow. And so Dean went back to the mansion with all his sous chefs and they just, you know, agonized over it and couldn't get it right. And so finally Dean went back to Even Sonny. Even with the recipe. Well, here's the thing. So he went mm. back to Sonny. He's like, mm. I'm, I'm getting nowhere with this recipe. And Sonny's like, well, that's actually not the recipe. That's just the ingredient list. Oh, oh, that's, not, that's, not oh that's a great story. Yeah. And for our listeners who don't know what the mansion is, it's the most famous and high-end fancy hotel in Dallas. And they have an incredible, probably Michelin star restaurant, I would think. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a yeah. really, yeah. So what Sonny did, uh, that's actually was described to me really from a chef's perspective. Dean described when he finally learned the recipe late in Sonny's life was that Sonny was using a very sophisticated culinary technique where you take part of the 
ingredients and you boil them down and make a base. Mm, almost you, like a roux. Exactly. Wow. Um, onions and cayenne and mm -hmm. lemons yeah. are, uh, sure. are all kind of- Extracting all um, those flavors. Reduced. Yeah. And then you take that reduction and add it to another batch of ingredients. Wow. So Sounds really, like it's kind of costly to make that barbecue sauce. It is. It's really labor intensive. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're cutting onions and lemons and- yeah. um, and mashing it through a strainer and adding other ingredients to Inflation's it. Inflation's probably been hard with um, in the restaurant business, I would think. Oh, it's been terrible. But having said that, the sauce is so important. It's so integral. And uh, it's just that's one corner that will never be cut. So for those of our listeners that want to try this barbecue sauce, they can buy it on the website, right? If they go. No, see that we used to make uh, a, a shippable version, but uh -huh. we had to put preservatives in it and we had to right. get an FDA it label. It? Oh. No, it didn't taste ah. the same. That's why I would totally. encourage, if you're going to do one special thing for your outdoor cooking, I would make a sauce from scratch oh. because the stuff you buy at the grocery store yeah. has to have preservatives in it. So my husband, I bought him a smoker, like a electric smoker a few years ago. For Christmas, 150 bucks, Amazon. It's amazing. We use it all the time. And we put a drip bucket, if you will, underneath. And we get some of those drippings from the pork or the ribs or the beef, whatever cooking. And that's kind of what we add to our sauce. Well, you're really smart because that was Sonny's secret. Oh. True story. He puts the, he, well, he called it pit grease. Uh, oh, I pit, love that. Pit grease. Yeah, he calls it, the, oh. yours sounds healthier, but he just took the, pit grease and put yeah. it in the sauce. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the rendered fat that comes off of the meat. Exactly. Trademark that name right now. Yeah. Oh God. This is so cool. I love it. Yeah. You're really smart. Yeah. That was, I wasn't even telling you that, but now you see. I, I mean, it's really Lance. He's the smoker. He's the real chef of the family. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's not. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Let's move on to the main course because, you know, we like to laugh here at Hey Sis, Eat This and we like outrageous stories. We want to know what's the craziest story from the restaurant or your catering business? Do you have something nuts that just happened that you could share with us? Oh, gosh. Um, crazy stories. I mean, they're, uh, it's almost daily. I mean, something <laughs> happens there. I'll tell you some really, it's... Um, I could write a book about this, but it's amazing the creative, the creative ways that people have stolen from me. Oh, really? So many it interesting. Sucks, so I was, at yeah. the, I was at the vet mm -hmm. one time. Uh, they're like, you're Sonny Bryce. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, we got to give you your 20% discount. I said, oh, I, I didn't know I got a discount. And they said, oh, yeah, everyone at Sonny Bryan's. At Brian's, the vet? Yeah. Like, everyone at Sonny Bryan's gets the, the, the vet discount. I was like, oh, how does that work? And they said, oh, we get free food. And then, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, and, oh my God. True story. So I go down and I confront the manager and he's like, well, yes, that's true. But it was that way when I got here. Oh my God. And then wow. he goes and tell me that they get free movie tickets and they get free coffee. And it was oh like, my God. they're just giving my food away to yeah. every shop in the neighborhood right. in exchange for discounted vet services and movie tickets. You know, I and feel bad. That's really hard to manage too as an especially owner. Especially with something how, like that. Right. They're not stealing cash. And you feel so robbed and, and violated cheated and that's awful yeah. that's not funny brent we want a funny story there, has there oh, been any crazy story. drunken <laughs> brawls in the middle of the night at the og location where the cops have been called or anything yeah that's not funny either though <laughs> <laughs> it's funny uh, to me has anyone sliced a finger off oh yeah oh god i've taken so many people to hospital yeah, yeah. and using... ended up in the barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah. no no 
All right. We want to learn a little bit more about you and your childhood. What was it like growing up at your dinner table? Well, so dinner didn't start in our house until number one, two rules. Number one, daddy had to be home. Big daddy. Big daddy. He wasn't big daddy then. Right. That's his grandpa okay. name. But okay. yeah, big daddy had to be home and we had to say grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we would get in a quick grace and say, we bless the food and then we could eat really but you're quickly. really hungry. <laughs> but we had to wait till daddy got home, period. Oh, okay. there, I'm sorry. There was a third rule. It oh. was the two bite rule. Oh. So eggplant, asparagus, broccoli, that kind of stuff. Two bites. You had to have two bites of like the pork chop or the meatloaf. Okay. It's dreadful things that you had to eat as a child. You had to eat two bites of it, which ultimately resulted in, we all had the kids, we had a little plant next to our seat where the food, we learned, <laughs> like you can get you can get rid of two bites of, of meatloaf, the dog will eat that. Yes. The dog right, right, will right, not right. eat eggplant. Right, yeah. right. You are shit out of luck. So you got to have- like, damn a plant? It. You, you put it in the plant? Absolutely. And the plant was so <laughs> healthy. My mom was going to say, I can't well, believe how was, good that gardenia is doing. It was uh, because it was, it was full of eggplants. It was basically like composting. It was compost. We didn't know that. <laughs> but yes. composting. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, there was a fourth rule, actually. Oh, um, lots of rules. Mondays, and, Mondays Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was church. Uh-huh. And so Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, we rotated doing dishes. Oh, So it was like, like Brent's night, Walker's night, Elizabeth's night. And all that came of that really was that we were constantly trying to bust one another for something. And then you would use that, like you knew that your brother had taken the car out. So you're oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going straight to mom and dad unless you do my dishes, dishes. for two <gasps> Ooh, weeks. bartering, yeah. yeah. Did your parents not, were they not like, Walker, why are you doing the dishes for two weeks? No, no. They just, they, they went they straight for the shit. wine after right. yeah. dinner. <laughs> they they <laughs> turned we on family like, ties and they were out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or, they, prob- or the Ranger gang. No, probably Dynasty. Oh, Dynasty. That was, that was oh, yeah. a big soap opera. Oh, yeah. Back then. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Dynasty. So we had the two bite rule and the dishes rule. Uh, so, yeah, it was very formal. We, we had formal dinners every oh. single night. Sit down, say grace. Uh, Big Daddy holds court and tells stories. No one else talks. You mm. two bite rule in. You get out as fast as you can. You had to be excused from the table. That oh, was wow, another thing. Yeah. You're like, may I be excused? Wow. Oh, there are a lot of manners happening at the Harmon house. And you would go to mom first for that because that you think is your best chance of getting out of this dinner is yeah. through mom because where I was sitting, she was directly to my left. My sister and brother were closer to dad, so they had a hard time getting out. Yeah, yeah. So you had like assigned seating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and did you sit at the dining room table at dinner? No, we sat in the kitchen. At the kitchen table. But yeah, yeah. it was, still sounds pretty formal. I bet Mama Elaine was pretty strict with the manners and the elbows on the table and such. Oh, no hats at the table, yeah. no elbows on the table. Yeah, all the rules, all the rules. But she was a cook. I mean, she... She was a delightful cook. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. realize it then. I didn't wasn't really into meatloaf and eggplant. Right. Well, I'm still not. But a lot of the things that she cooked, I think I would eat now. She was a really, really good cook. Yeah, for sure. I don't hear a lot about eggplant in the 80s when we've interviewed people. I, it, no. No. I'm, yeah, it's, it's my, my grandma and Tyler grew the stuff, and so we were just overrun with eggplant. Oh, oh I love eggplant. And they do overrun. <laughs> Mama Ashley grew an oh, eggplant right. tree like uh, two years ago, and she was like, I have I have so much eggplant. I'm going to cut that tree down. I'm, I'm going to cut it down. <laughs> Brent's like, eggplant again? Yeah. It's a Southern thing, I think. Yes. And then the ficus grew tall, that indoor ficus grew taller or whatever. Right. The hydrangeas <laughs> yeah. or whatever the plant was that your mama was growing. So what would happen if there, was there ever a night that maybe you would just bring in takeout? Was that like a thing? Like you'd go to, 
you know, your mom was like, I'm not cooking tonight. We're just going to, well, I guess you didn't really order in back then, but Take it, like, I'm going to go pick up some fried chicken or yeah, something. something like that. It, maybe on Sundays. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. On the yeah. Lord's day. Yeah. The, every now and then we do TV trays, but that oh. was like oh. somebody's birthday or something. Right. Where you actually get out of the sitting down at the table. Well, even when we would do takeout, yeah. so it's like Sunday we do Bubba's, it still goes on the China, right? We're still, no. yeah. Okay, so you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you're not doing the, um, the rattan paper plate holders. We take, we take the, the takeout, mm -hmm. we disassemble it. We put it onto silver trays. No. Tongs. <laughs> I think I need to explain to the audience. Okay. Yeah. Bubba's, which is my favorite fried chicken place in Dallas. It is like a diner style. You can go through the drive through or you can go order at the counter. Yeah, no service at the table. No service. A goddamn I mean, good fried chicken. Oh, it's the fucking best. So for continue on. So you bring all that home, you bring your ambrosia salad and your mashed potatoes and green beans and fried chicken. Yeah, it goes onto the China. Yes. On a silver <laughs> tray with the tongs and I kind of oh, remember your wife, Ellie, my best friend, saying something about that when y'all were dating. Like, oh, my God, we went there for Sunday night and we had Bubba's and it was on the goddamn China. It was like so crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Like, that's formal, girl. You're going to have to step up your game. You got to be. You got to act classy around these people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brush up on your manners. Yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. So what was your favorite dish that your mom made? I know it was an eggplant. So is there a standout dish? Uh, yeah, her spaghetti for sure. Oh. Yeah, spaghetti night was always golden. Was that just a meat sauce? Or? Well, so we, the number one, so I'm very picky. So there's just no room on the plate for when you have spaghetti for, for any... Vegetables or anything else, yeah. Yeah, any, any odd thing like a that Brussels sprout Ooh. or... No. So you get spaghetti, you got a clean dish, right? It's right. Just, you like it. And there's no side, there's nothing on the side you have to worry about. No two bite rule. Right. You know right. you're going to accomplish, you're going to get the two bites in easy on the spaghetti. So you don't yeah. have to worry about the two bite rule. The cleanup's easier. So you're hoping that's falls on a Monday, ideally, <laughs> or you're trying to trade with somebody, you know, if it's on a Tuesday, you're trying to flip them or, or, or you're really like trying to bust somebody and yeah. make them do the dishes. So, um, I like the spaghetti for sure. We, we for, might for need to get that recipe. Do you have it? My dad claims to know it by heart. He says that's his only dish, but I don't believe it. So I don't. I think the recipe's gone. Brent, we usually do rapid fire questions at the end of our podcast. So we're just going to hit you with a few. You cool? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Great. Okay. Chopped or sliced brisket? Chopped. Mm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Sammy, onion, pickles, barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, Do you do it. the pickles though? No. Ellie no. and I, your wife, were like pickle crazed. Oh, me I mean, too. I would just like pile that pickles, the oh, pile yeah. a dozen pickles or so on there and just oh, yeah. <laughs> go to town. When you walk into the shop to check on everything, make sure everything's going okay, what's your go to lunch? I mean, I have I have just like a quarter pound of sliced brisket almost every day. It's that really? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little, da a little dab of sauce and some onions. That's just like, if I'm just going to eat on the go, if I'm working, which I do a lot, I'm just in the window or in the kitchen or COVID kind of knocked us down and I have yeah. less staff. And so I find myself a lot of days with an apron on. That's the mm. best way to describe it. When I have mm -hmm. an apron on and I just need to grab a little mm. something Protein. on the go. Yeah. Just a little sliced beef. I mean, okay. I can't get enough of it. Really. I cannot wow. get enough of it. I would eat it every it's that day. Good. Okay. How many gallons of barbecue sauce do y'all make a week? 
Oh gosh, I wish I knew. I mean, we we del- we we make it and we put it into five gallon buckets, and I'm I'm just don't quote me on this. I think it's fifteen gallons a day. It's oh three my buckets God. a day. Yeah, um, we make it by the by the gallon. I mean, the great thing about the barbecue sauce is it's got a really long shelf life, so you can make. Right. So, if, uh, for instance, if we've got a really busy July Fourth is a really busy day, oh, day bet. before Christmas, day before yeah. Thanksgiving, so we might have fifty gallons of sauce. Right. In the walk-in just in case. And we go through 30 and we got 20 left over and they're good for the next week. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, we, we run out of meat all the time. It's oh. embarrassing. It's horrible, but it happens it's kind because. Of cool. You know, it's like the thing to do now with barbecue. Sonny's <laughs> thing was that he would run out of meat every day. It was kind of an urban legend. Like if you right. don't get to Sonny's before at 11 o'clock mm, on a Friday, yeah. you're not going to get anything. There's awesome. so many places I learned like that later now. on in life that really Sonny just wanted to have a life. Yeah. And so he made enough food that was going to pay for his Mercedes yeah. and pay for it. his trip to Isn't South Isn't that Padre. beautiful? Because he wanted work. He, he sort of knew about work-life balance before it became a thing. Yeah, he rode his bike every day. He went to the horse races on Saturdays, and that was his thing. But we adopted that. In fact, we had T-shirts that said, when it's gone, it's gone. Mm. We're like, this is Sonny's legend. And so we we were almost proud of the fact that we ran out of beef. Well, it didn't work as good when you didn't have the old guy, Sonny, with his little butcher's cap on that had been there forever saying they're out of beef. And when it's just like the girl that goes to Pierce high school and she's telling this grumpy old man that came into the, one of the other stores, like we, when it's gone, it's gone, sir, we're out of meat. And he's like, fuck you. How did you run out? How does a barbecue place not have brisket? <laughs> well, we and need- back before that was a thing, you know? Right, right. So we, we don't run out unless we make a mistake. We try not to run out. The, well, I think Sonny this- ran out because he wanted to go home and ride his bike. Right. That was the truth, but he made it something out of it, which is really cool. The solution, I think, is that we just need to get Brent a little butcher's hat, maybe. And yeah. you, know, you need to make the rounds to the restaurants with your little butcher's hat. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit honest. We do have Ellie, Brent's wife, sitting here next to me, and mm-hmm. she keeps showing me little text messages okay. of what I should be asking. So I need to know the story of the barbecue sauce in your car. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, glad we had Ellie here. Oh, goodness. Well, it was a scene. It's a five-gallon bucket story. Oh, my God. You can imagine. Mm. So, oh, no. I just, my heart just started palpitating. I mean, cool thing to this day, uh, because of the connection with uh, Sonny, Dean Fearing still uses our barbecue sauce uh, in his, uh, I think he has like a brisket uh, taco, maybe. Really? Or a uh, barbecue sauce on his nachos. Anyway, so we make um, sauce for him on a weekly basis and we deliver it down there. I've never delivered it down there before, but it was just one of those days where I've got my apron on and there's like, uh, so-and-so doesn't show up. Can you run the sauce to, he doesn't work at the mansion anymore. He has his own place called Fearings. Yes. Put the five gallon bucket and I'm driving to Fearings and I stop short and that fucking bucket just went bam and just literally filled my Jeep up with like an inch of barbecue sauce. (laughs) Wait, a Jeep Wrangler or? Yes. I had a Jeep Wrangler and I had the rubber mats. Did you have the rubber mats? Well, let's see. I do. I have the rubber mats up front. Oh, big mistake, Brent. Even if you have the rubber mats, there's carpet everywhere. Yeah. Yes, and there so is. There's not carpet in, in my Jeep anymore. The carpet right. had to go. It did not survive. Well, what do you have in there? It's just the metal. You oh, pull the carpet out and there's just oh, metal. Like so rough. That, like that stank wasn't going anywhere. Oh, it t- it, no, it, it took three cleanings because it kind of like crawled up. Oh, you know? yeah. Did they dead. have to get a wet vac in there to get all that 
Oh, hell yeah. Well, so the nice thing about the Jeep is there's little weep holes where you can oh, drain out. So once nice. I got the carpet out, <gasps> I just got metal. Then I got the sprayer out and I just like power sprayed. Did you just take little... it to Lorena and just spray it out? It and still just... was just in there. Yeah. It was just like little like, sauce up on the metal brackets and <laughs> you just sauce find everywhere. It everywhere. You still smell that sauce? If it gets hot enough. Yeah. So <laughs> you just got once the temperature gets above 80, you can kind of make an assessment about. 80. God, you must smell that. You must have smelled that today. <laughs> I didn't, but so I may have gotten rid of it because each time I, it, this was like years ago that this happened, but every season I'm like, oh, it's still there. I smell it. I smell oh it. Uh, and then I would have the, the, this <sighs> detail guy come out and he'd find another spot. Like we missed this last year. That is hilarious. So we'll see in the next couple of weeks if we've gotten it, if we've eradicated it. That, I mean, I love the smell, but just, just oh, well, not in my car. Not, oh, hell not no. the stale version of it. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. We've been talking to Brent a long time. Brent, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. This was so enlightening. I learned so much tonight about Sunny's because it's been one of those places our family's gone to forever. I'm like going to cry. I know. I was going to say enlightening too. Yeah, no, this is is so meaningful to me and Whitney, I know, because it is a Dallas institution. And and it's been in our family for so long. Yeah, it was his family for so long. But But maybe more ours because he didn't go there until he was 15. Oh, oh, in fact, our dad (laughs) sent us a text message. He goes, I sent you an article where I'm in the newspaper at Sonny Bryan's and he was like four years old or something. So I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, it's something crazy. From my dad and from Whitney and I, like, thank you so much. This has been really a pleasure and just so wonderful. And, you know, I I love you so much. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. All right. Well, until next time. I love you. I love your show. Love you. Love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review. But... Only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. And don't forget to call into the Heysis hotline at 866-4-HEYSIS with funny mama stories or kitchen conundrums of your own.